Welcome to another episode of our Founders Podcast. I'm your host, Ash, and this is a show where I interview proven founders and industry experts who share their stories, strategies, and insights to help you build, launch, and grow your business. In this episode, I talk to Ling, the co-founder of AI Drop. Ling Lee's journey from a childhood passion for 80s and 90s computer gaming to his role as an AI entrepreneur is a captivating story. In those pre-internet days, Link honed his coding skills by hacking game code, revealing an early knack for creativity and innovation. His gap year at Enmus, a company pioneering transputers, exposed him to cutting-edge technology, igniting his fascination with potential of computer power. After graduating from Imperial College in 1998, he ventured into the finance, designing trading systems with a plan of transition to the entrepreneurship later. Little did he know that his detour would span two decades. Finally, Link launched his startup called AI Draw, which creates charming pet portraits using artificial intelligence. And his ambition is to expand it into other AI-driven products. In this episode, Link shares his journey, passion for AI, and the exciting world of AI Draw, where technology and creativity coverage the capture of essence of beloved pets. So I hope you enjoy it. Ling, welcome to the show. Hi, Ashla. Pleased to be here. Great. Do you have a favorite quote, something that inspires or motivates you that you can share? Yes, I think I, my, my quote would be to, uh, to, to uh, die with no regrets. So hopefully, uh, having stepped out of corporate, as you mentioned, um, um, and going into finally getting into startup, I will be able to tick that uh, sort of box off um, as one of my many achievements in my life. Indeed, indeed, yeah. And uh, as you shared this quote, I just remember I was watching one of the videos on some social media platform, I guess, and there was a study that um, a nurse interviewed many old people from a care care home, I guess, in the UK, and most of the people they said that um, they, they regret losing their friends and not talking to their family. Right, one of the regrets they had <laughs> when they grown old. And, and I totally get that, you know, like when you're uh, in, in our age and you want to do something new, uh, being a founder is an exceptional experience. Great. So, so, so tell us about AI Draw. What does the product do? Who is it for? And what's the main problem you're helping to solve? Okay, so uh, with um, AI at the moment, I think AI gives us a, a sort of ability to have superpowers. Um, and so it's, it's good to be able to embrace that. So particularly with AI Draw, I mean, I can't draw pictures to save my life um, my daughter as well who's seven she absolutely adores animals and what have you but uh, previously we were, we were living in a very pokey flat in London so we weren't able to you know sort of draw um, to be able to own a pet and what have you so um, so one eve so one evening I thought oh let's let's sort of do some tours and sort of play around and, and have ability to kind of like create um, images of pets and things in, in a sort of fun and entertaining ways and stuff to, to, to kind of keep my daughter entertained um, on those sort of cold winter nights. Um, and so the idea was came about through kind of getting the, an AI that can draw images, but to also fine tune an AI to learn about images and some different pictures. So what our system does is we take um, multiple pictures um, of of a, of a pet at different angles, um, get the AI to learn those sort of features, and then it can combine those features into sort of new sort of forms of artwork and so forth. So um, one example is we can kind of recreate that pet um, as a Van Gogh, you know, so, so 
um, uh, of artists that you know that us mere mortals could not even hope to have um, portraits done of. So I think that's something that's quite special, quite amazing. That gives um, you know the ordinary person ability to have you know a grandmaster at their at their fingertips, if you like. Um, so yeah, this is something yeah. very, very exciting um, in the AI space. Great stuff. So I see a lot of AI tools online, which, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, where you can actually type words that what you want to draw. Is AI draw similar to that? And how, how does that actually it works? Yes. Yeah, so yes, we do use a, um, a similar sort of same thing where you type in uh, sort of text. Um, but we realize sometimes um, what we're trying to do with our product is to make it super simple for the end consumer to use. So in particular, the pet space. Not everyone is, you know, I suppose as technical as myself and you know our peers are. I think I live in a certainly live in AI bubble and a tech bubble. And actually, so and the end consumer, all they potentially want is, you know, I'd like to have. A picture of my of my pet in this style, um, maybe with a fun sort of picture on it. So uh, maybe they want a picture of their cat with a hat on it, or maybe they want a picture of their dog wearing a Santa hat. So um, so then what we, what our what our software does is it we prepackage some of these text prompts, if you like, into sort of manageable, easy to select and choose. Um, sometimes I think people can get overwhelmed. Um, with just a sort of a well type anything you like really and it, it, and it sort of you know makes it hard for people to decide what they want whereas I think if you give them a selection of choices um, it helps to um, uh, bring adoption a lot easier and a lot quicker so um, it's probably a little bit like uh, if you're going to your favorite restaurant or in sort of Gordon Ramsay you know where he's helping all these restaurants you have some restaurants which have a menu of like you know 100 different items and he's like well just reduce it down to you know three items or four items yeah. whatever it is and it makes it super simple for people to kind of start to embrace and learn how these things work mm -hmm. and then later on you can make it more complicated a bit make it you know have more advanced features and so forth but it's you know we're still in very much in early days yet i think um you know like for chat gpt perhaps for some of us that's quite popular but i think the statistic in america is that only 18 percent of people in america have actually used chat gpt despite it's you know um, uh, despite all the, all the excitement that has been happening in the last year. Mm, mm, interesting, interesting. So basically, if I go on a tool and then I want to generate an imaginary or, or a clip art or something, I have to think what should I type. But with AI Draw, I don't have to because AI Draw gives me the ability to pick things up from the user interface in a way that it automatically reflects my creativity, but also gives me a hand, helping hand. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Yes. So, so you know what, what our system does is we you upload um, pictures of your pet, and then you basically get to choose from a range of different styles. So we've organised things from like different artists from different genres, from different um, art sort of history. Uh, mm. movements uh, through to sort of fun things, uh, seasonal things. So uh, what we were planning to do with uh, sort of Thanksgiving, Halloween coming up was to kind of have some Halloween themed images and, you know, with Christmas coming across, there's, uh, there's plenty of options for Christmas uh, related yeah. themes uh, and very seasonal as well. So, you know, you can imagine Valentine's coming up uh, next year, that kind of stuff. So that, you know, we sort of take some of the what do I want to draw and sort of maybe sort of uh, simplify that and sort of then also, also optimize the prompt because also 
um, depending on what you type, you can also get you know better or worse images. So there's still a, a sort of refinement and a bit of a sort of a prompt engineering skill as uh, as the sort of uh, industry talks about. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. So so tell tell us more about what is your business model? How 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 are you thinking to generate uh, the revenue with this product? Yeah, so we have like a, a few op- options here. So we not only do we generate the images for people to use as their own personal gallery, so we'll obviously charge us a small fee for that. Um, we're also looking to um, investigating into turning that into products. So, for example, we can turn from a digital picture into sort of a gift, for example, like a customized piece of wall art or greeting mm-hmm. cards. Um, and you know, this is this gives you a, a sort of a level of personalization that is never before possible, you know. Um, we, we, we've been speaking to a gift card manufacturer and uh, they, they, um, they, they, they tell us that they get a lot of people buying their pet picture cards simply because the card of a particular dog looks like their own dog. And it's mm. like, well, actually now, if you could, you know, have the ability to literally take a few photos of your dog and actually generate, you know, maybe it's your dog's birthday party you're having and you actually have a picture of your dog in a really cool art style, um, wouldn't that be quite amazing and then you've got something super personalized and that's super super individual and super unique really so i think ai gives us that this um this ability to then have personalization at the you know at the individual level um and in particular you know sort of print on demand services certainly in the print industry um you know people are going moving away so when you think of printing and newspapers you think of these big factories where you know newspapers are produced on mass but mm. now you're getting you know we're, we're moving away from that to sort of these big warehouses that can you know print literally you know a single cup like this i have here this is like a yeah sort yeah. of product um that's individual and tailorized and you know i couldn't draw a picture to save my life but if i could somehow get a machine to help me draw something fun and amazing then that gives me ability to then create a unique gift for a friend for example that you know that rather than having to shop or around i can have a have a play around and i've got a sort of a you know a grandmaster at my ha- at my side to help me make something really unique and you know never before indeed. seen in the world indeed great so is it currently completely bootstrap or have you already taken some funding or general yeah, so we're, we were initially bootstrapped uh, and then we've recently just raised a small friends and family round. Um, I think our, our, main, our main problem is, it's, funnily enough, it's not the tech and it's, it's more the marketing, the sales marketing, getting people to know about us and, you know, getting us, getting out there really. Um, you know, as, as, a, as a tech person, I feel like it's, uh, you know, the, the tech is, it seems to be the, the easy bit and then the, the going out and selling seems to be the harder bit, um, maybe p- partly as as technical engineers we, we tend to be more introverted in our yeah in our, in our demeanor so that's 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 hopefully some of the the funding will help to kind of remediate that yeah yeah sure and i want to i want to talk about you also um like how, how was your uh, you know um uh, how was your uh, bringing up childhood etc but before we go into that let's let's first uh, cover when so so you mentioned that you wanted to have a nice moment with your daughter and that's where you had this epiphany where you started working on this product idea when you had this epiphany did you looked into the market were there other products what was going on that time what did you see from your search that encouraged you to do this and you moved ahead with it 
Yeah, so at the time, so this was, uh, so basically about a year ago, uh, Stable Diffusion released open sourced version of the image mm -hmm. generation. And prior to that, there was like some very early models, the DALI space and so forth. But obviously, well, that was very much proprietary and very much out of the hands of the of us mere mortals. Um, so we kind of looked at the Stable Diffusion um, model, uh, stability AI that would be produced. And um, it was very interesting to be able to then, now that, you know, the sort of almost the sort of common man could have access to sort of there's this, this technology uh, and so from then having played around with this and initially you know creating very simplistic images and then finally realizing actually then you know it takes still takes a bit of skill to kind of get the right sort of prompts um it dawned upon us that it'd be it'd be, it'd be quite good to be able to um you know make this more accessible even to to to, to the um to the average um person on the street i think um i think even within the sort of ai space we're still very much in the sort of, I guess, the minority of people who who do use this. Um, although, I suppose it's, it's you know it's become much more more and more mainstream, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And and apart from making it easier for the end user, is there any other uh, features AI Draw offer to the customers, or this is one of the primary one, and then you're looking forward to get more? Uh, so our primary one, so we've, so basically we're working on um, obviously making sort of fun pictures, but what, the next thing we're working at is doing video. So for example, we have yeah, ability to right now, if I record a video. Uh, so one thing I did, um, I don't know if you remember the, um, back in the eighties, there was a, a band called AHA and uh, the, in their music video, it was like a halfway between a real world and uh, sort of almost a virtual world. So they sort of jump in to this sort of almost like a mirror and suddenly they're in this sort of animated sort of world and what have you. Um, so we've been working on um, sort of some technology which allows us to convert video into sort of mm -hmm. stylized um, sort of graphics and colors and so forth. So for example, if I want to turn you know, a video of yourself to speaking, we could turn you into sort of an anime cartoon um, mm. uh, so if, uh, I suppose in some ways this is uh, in the movie industry would be I think known as rotoscoping where you know the, back in the day that you, you'd have like uh, film and then you'd have someone put a stencil over that film and color it in and then you keep repeating that and then you, know, you, you eventually have a you know you have the sort of the video and in a sort of a stylized format so so we can do we have some uh, ability to do this uh, digitally now um, and it's, it's still very much uh, in sort of a product market fit sort of stage so we're still very early thinking well, we've built all these sort of things and what what do we what do we do with it really i suppose but this is one of yeah. the uh, i guess exciting things of you know uh, yeah of startup it, is doing something, something a bit innovative yeah. and for for for, for to be fair for ai draw have you ever heard about blush designs i haven't no tell me more so blush designs are very big and what they do is they let you create uh, in um they let you create graphics for your web for example you know these cartoons just sitting in front of computer typing something or doing payment from your mobile phone or walking in a park right these kind of cartoons so what you do is you select the face you select the hair you select the dress and then you select the movement and etc. And then when you select it, you can download it. What I was thinking is if AI draw could do similar, you know, you have your pet picture because your pet is your, um, you know, represent like a um, uh, representation for your business, for example. 
you put the pet's picture and then you potentially select what kind of uh, body you want it to be with like say a male or female human or aliens and, and then you just make that picture do something for example drinking coffee this you can sell easily making packages for startups because the startups always need these kind of graphics on their web, web pages to explain what they're about and what is more funny than having their own pet pet on the pictures right uh, interesting. Okay, that's, that's an interesting application. <laughs> yeah. We'll go away and work on uh, sort of our V2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because yeah. I, I help a lot of, uh, I have a lot of um, uh, founders in my community and I help them out for putting their online identity, identities online. And, and they always ask me about the graphic. I'm not a graphic guy. I can do tech, but graphic design is very, very expensive. You go out, you design something and you come back. If you give them five or six uh, clips for free, they will easily buy the remaining if they want to upgrade something like a freemium model. Oh, so interesting. Okay. That's an interesting that idea. Be interesting. <laughs> and then, and then as you mentioned that you're, you're, you're already working on the video part. Let me ex uh, tell you one thing. We have kids in our houses and they all watch this um, Coco, Coco something to Coco melon cartoons right? oh yes, yes. yeah <laughs> and if you if you enable me to represent as a cartoon in front of camera and do something and then i record a background music i am making cartoon for my kids with ai because ah, yourself as the actor yes exactly because so i don't have to, the content i don't have to paint it on the uh, ipad and then do the framing it's all there so it makes yes. my life super easy, right? And I can make cartoons for my kids, which I want them to teach because they watch cartoons all the time. Mm, yes, that's right. Yes, finding the right cartoon material. And that's also, yeah. you know, a, an exciting, as, as a parent, I think it's always a challenging thing because you want to make sure they're watching educational things and, and so forth. And so if you can suddenly uh, make your own cartoons at home with its own morals I, and values, that was, that's a great application. Yeah, I, I would easily pay $10, $20 a month for it if you let me create, let's say, three hours of recording with it, you know, by yeah. AI, with the help of AI. Because then I don't have to depend upon time-consuming cartoon uh, drawings on my iPad and then publishing it as a movie. So mm, it, that could be one of the one of the use cases for you. Yeah, yeah. Great. I think. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, let's go, let's go one step back then. I'm eager to learn more about the person behind this innovative venture. Can, can you take us back to your roots, share with our listeners about your upbringing, your childhood, how did your early experience shape your journey and eventually led you to become the entrepreneur today? And, and were there any key influences from your family or surroundings that played a significant role in shaping your entrepreneur spirit? Sure. So the entrepreneurship. So I guess my 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 parents were um, immigrants from uh, from Hong Kong to the UK. Uh, they ran their own business, uh, Chinese takeaway. And mm -hmm. since I was a child, you know, we were always uh, helped out um, to seeing family sort of, sort of family business. But also, I grew up in the eighties and I was very fortunate to be able to have access to back in the day, sort of Atari four hundreds and Spectrum forty eight Ks and all that sort of stuff. This is a classic eight bit 
programming and that kind of stuff. And um, and I suppose you know the the programming and also the hacking games and trying to give yourself infinite lives and all the kind of stuff mm. that was that was a very fun thing back in the days. Um, then um, and so so that so I kind of always instinctively felt that um, you know seeing my parents they were their own you know they they forged their own way they made their own they ran their own business they're effectively entrepreneurs they are not quite the sort of the the sort of silicon valley scale but you know they they had their own business they were effectively master master of their own destinies and you know they mm-hmm. were um, you know they were hard working and i think that hard work ethic kind of boils down because you see from your parents you know the hard work they put in and it sort of instills the same in yourself and you know there's very much um uh, you know, trying to excel and, and what have you. And so that, um, so as, you know, from a young age, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but then equally, I suppose, having, you know, done all the university and, you know, excelled there and ended up in corporate. Uh, my plan originally was only to be in corporate for a couple of years. And this is mm. around sort of the 99.com crash and what have you. And uh, for some reason, corporate, they seem to, yeah, they always seem to give you a bit more every year to kind of keep you there. And then suddenly before you know it, it's 20 years on and you're like, what am I doing still here? Um, that being said, though, it was very exciting times. You know, we had we were running uh, distributed compute systems um, uh, at one point across three data centers. You know, this is back in the sort of 20, gosh, 20, 2000 or even 2000, back in 2005. So they're really sort of like, you know, at the time would have been quite amazing to have 10,000 compute engines running. And now, you know, people have, you know, the, the likes of the, the big startups and, and what have you, they have like, you know, tens of uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, NVIDIA H100 GPUs doing <laughs> all this amazing AI stuff. So, so it's always yeah. been quite fascinating to have, you know, the distributed compute and be able to have, you know, all this machinery to kind of, you know, solve exciting, exciting problems. Um, so, but in terms of AI, it's always been um, very, uh, very much uh, an interest to me. Um, just basically more from, uh, I, th- I think more from the the thought, I think uh, growing up playing computer games and realizing actually, well, wouldn't it be great if you just get the computer to play the computer games? Because then you could free up time for yourself to do other things <laughs> and then also win at it. And so that in itself was a sort of a, sort of a challenge in some ways. Um, and I think I, 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 I suspect a lot of people in the AI space probably came from a similar background to myself of, you know, get, wanting to get a computer to play, um, you know, sort of, and to play and to win. And, you know, a lot mm. of these algorithms is, are very much effectively optimization uh, problems um, and that manifest themselves. So, so it's, 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 fa- it's a very fascinating um, space and, um, to be in right now. Awesome. That's great. So basically, you always had your um, parents around you who were already entrepreneurs. So that actually fed that entrepreneurial uh, spirit in, into you since from the beginning. And then you went to the university, you finished your education, you did work with a lot of corporate companies where you had this opportunity to fiddle with these distributed systems. And then finally, being in, our, in the AI uh, era, you decided to go with AI Draw. That's that's really good. So, are you looking for so so, so okay? Let me uh, divide this question into two parts. Are you looking for funding, or, or are you looking for investors to invest into your business? And then give us the sense of the size of the business, where you are in terms of the number of customers and the size of the team. 
Okay, cool. Uh, so we've just literally raised a small friends and family round. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, we bootstrapped. Of course, um, if we if we're looking at that sort of that product market fit at the moment, so we've got all this amazing technology, and it's like, okay, we've got all this. Well, what do we do with it? And we're trying to. So the I guess our next our current mission for the next few months is to try to find that product market fit. What resonates? What works well? And then once we get that, and we can we can start generating. We've generated a tiny bit of revenue. It's not a huge amount uh, in the order of, I don't know, hundreds of pounds, I suppose. Uh, it's been mostly R&D phase at the moment. Um, but once we get to a sort of a point where we we can see a bit of traction, then for sure we would be interested to sort of look to to, to raising the next uh, next round to scale up and really, really go for it. Um, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm more pragmatic. Um, uh, you know, I suppose it's, it's more about... Uh, trying to find something that works financial from a financial sense rather than just you know kind of raising money and um, um, and, and kind of always inventing i suppose um, there's yeah. got to be a sort of like a, a application to it at the end of the road so so we're we're at this sort of interesting product market fit which is an interesting and challenging time to be in um but um, but yeah if we can find that sort of hit that sweet spot um then it's um then uh then then, then we'll be off to the races i suppose yeah yeah and i i noticed that you mentioned that being a tech guy you thought that creating the product was an easier task comparing to marketing it and selling it what kind of challenges you're facing in terms of marketing and spreading the word at the moment i think marketing is one of the challenges is it depends on like your reach so in this product particularly it's you could argue it's a B2C product. So basically, you're selling to the end consumer, which means you need to reach you know many end consumers to make it work. But to reach for that, then obviously there's your social media channels. So you could spend a small fortune um, paying for advertising through Meta and TikTok and all that kind of stuff. Or equally, you could say, well, we could use influencers. And so, but then equally, there's a time because you have to reach out to those influencers, find the right sort of influencers, have the right affiliate programs that would work for them so that in itself is you know almost like a not a, it's not quite a tech problem it's it's more sort of a reaching out problem and and so forth um uh, or even sort of you know I, I guess you know advertising so in the pet space speaking to sort of um, pet magazines and things like that and just you know maybe very old school kind of being a digital company feels a bit old school to go and you know, advertise in sort of a magazines and what have you, but maybe that can work. So it's trying out all these different things. And um, of course, um, there is a cost associated with it, you know, and, we, uh, and even things like, you know, well, you know, we could build SEO and SEO is free. But my argument is, well, actually SEO isn't free. You still have to write the articles. You still have to optimize your website to be, you know, you know, page ranked 100, you know, optimize it for optimal speed. And it still takes time because, you know, Google has to index it. You have to build up your backlinks and all this sort of stuff. So all these different sort of marketing things, they all take time. They will all take some amount of money, whether it's money in terms of your own time spent to, to, to build up the system or spent to sort of for outreach. Um, so th all these activities, um, you know, I guess are quite 
as a tech person, somewhat distractionary in some ways. It's needed, but it's, you know, it's a sort of a, a necessary evil in some ways. So, uh, but hopefully, um, I mean, but there's lots of marketers out there, I, I think, that would look at the tech and go, wow, how do you do that? You know, <laughs> I would have no idea <laughs> what a tech person does. So hopefully maybe out there, there's some marketers out there who are like, oh, this sounds interesting. I can totally sell this sort of stuff. And uh, if there are, then give us, a, give, give, us, give us a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we have lots of investors, uh, founders, as well as um, marketing experts, marketing gurus in, in our community. So definitely, if, if somebody um, likes your product, they will definitely get, get in touch with you via LinkedIn or something like that. We will discuss about it later. But okay, great. So so tell us more about your team. How, how many people are there in the team and who, uh, what is your role and what, what are their roles? Okay, cool. So in my team, uh, there's myself, uh, obviously I'm sort of founder, co-founder CTO side. Uh, recently as well, my um, co-founder Nick, who's from a mark from, also went to university together. Um, he studied in McEng, but spent the last uh, couple of decades actually working in digital marketing and so on. So he's luckily the chap who's looking after the digital marketing side of things and doing all the outreach and all that kind of stuff and mm. trying to find, help find that product market fit. And whilst yeah. he's doing that, that I'm sort of, refining the product but we also um i suppose what, what also we've been doing is uh, to bring it on board um i have a, a intern as well i suppose not an intern but a, a junior now uh zoe she's uh, obviously um you know myself being in my 40s and not really knowing understanding tiktok and social media and things like that so i have a, a, one of our youngest number of staff uh, zoe who's in her early 20s um is helping doing sort of, sort of web design social media marketing, helping us understand how TikTok works, what goes off in the mind of sort of a millennial Gen Z people and so forth. So um, it, it's quite good to have a sort of a, a, a team um, like that. So we are only sort of three at the moment, um, but um, but if we hit that, uh, if we hit that spot, then, you know, and um, then we can happily grow. Yeah, yeah. The growth is growth is like a job, uh, you know, hockey stick. Because once you get a, a traction, enough traction, then investor will just run after you. So you shouldn't worry about it. The more, more, most important bit is to get the product market fit and then figure out a revenue generating model for your for your product. Mm. Feels like that that's, feels like the hardest bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I totally agree with you. Okay, great. So um, we have talked about the product. We have talked about how you're trying to generate uh, some traction to it. We have talked about the the team members, etc. What what I would like to know more from you is what throughout this journey of you creating this product, finding a co-founder. I don't know if you already had a co-founder since from the beginning. there must have been some valuable lessons learned, right? If you don't mind sharing, could you reflect on your experiences that tell us about, I don't know, some mistakes you have done, some setbacks that I encountered along the way, and additionally, what advice would you give our listeners based on this experience? I think um, I think probably one of the, one of the things I would look back and sort of do is redo is to try and figure out if I could have customers before spending a lot of time and effort building all the tech i mean as a tech person 
I love building tech. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely, absolutely enjoy that. Um, and so, but if um, putting all this effort in and then, and then looking for customers afterwards, it feels like you could actually very, we could have actually very easily put together a simple web page, tried to figure out how to get that market in, collect a whole bunch of emails of people who are interested uh, ahead, and then build that way first, and then build the tech out afterwards i think that that's one thing that we could have done um or alternatively you know uh, you know had 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 i had built a sort of a, a, a social media gathering or following then that would also be in a good way to kind of then build an audience that would resonate with what you're build, what you're going to build or what your future product might look like whereas i suppose here we're sort of built the product and now we're trying to find <laughs> the audience yeah. for it um which i suppose like from a i, I guess from classic um, startup school is probably not quite the way you should do things, but um, but if you if you enjoy the tech, then it, it's it's um, it's it's that sort of that tech, yeah. that's the tech itch that you enjoy. So, to, to, to be fairling, a lot of successful founders teach us or can communicate via different channels that you have to find the customers first and then do the product. But if you look at the most successful product in the whole world, they created the product first and tested the waters. So it's not, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying they had past experiences, they failed into their experiences, and then they created this new product and then they reached out to the customers. And that is perfectly fine to do. Um, and I, I totally appreciate the fact that, yes, you need to find the customers first, but it also depends upon what kind of product you have. For example, for B2B, it's very difficult to find, sorry, for B2B, it's very easy to find customers first before, you know, creating the product. Whereas in B2C, it's very difficult because B2C customers usually want your product to see or at least use a trial version of it. Um, I have a couple of startups myself and um, in the B2C space, I can understand the pain. It is very difficult to penetrate yourself into the market and then also sustain because B2C is so competitive. Mm. Yes, I think that is the other thing. I would probably definitely, if I was going to do another startup, I would look to do a B2B product. Um, and so, you know, rather than having to sell to hundreds of thousands of customers for a small price, I, you know, have a few larger corporates that I could then sell as a bespoke product to. Um, but equally, I think, uh, you know, this is quite a fun, exciting product um, as opposed to, you know, in some ways, maybe maybe I'm perhaps a little bit jaded in the corporate space, but I've probably had my fair share of Excel spreadsheets and uh, running <laughs> systems 24-7 and being on support call and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's actually quite a bit of fresh air to, to try a different area. Um, and, you know, that's, uh, yeah. and you know, also, this, is, this is part of life, really. It's, it's all yeah. about it's, it's also fun. B2C is a lot of fun because you can get a lot of PR when you're doing B2C. B2B, you won't get that much PR. Um, and also B2C is uh, good in terms of um, investment. Like a lot of investors don't invest into B2C product, but there are a lot who do. And the ones who do, they're very big because they understand the girth of B2C market, if you know what I mean. So, so it's, it's fun. It's a little bit difficult. Uh, you know, I totally agree with you. B2C is a little bit difficult, but Hey, you, we are here for, for everything, pain, success, 
you know fun all it's a package isn't it yes exactly yeah, yeah. it's um yeah if it was if it was easy to do everyone would be doing it right so yeah. i think it's yeah. you know um but equally you know as you know as i mentioned earlier you know this is the the, the, the startup has also given me some flexibility so obviously i can you know i i, I, I spend a lot of time uh, parenting, picking my daughter from school, and uh, dropping off at school. So that gives me that that sort of time you will never get back. So I feel that that's you know that 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 for sure is is worth it. Um, worth it, definitely worth it. You know, it's, it's like when I go and see my uh, kids and my family, it's it's amazing because then all of your stress for the whole day is just phew, it's gone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. So, 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 you know, like we, we are heading towards the end. So I would like to uh, take you into the lightning round where I've got six quick fire questions for you and you just have to answer them as quickly as you can. Okay. I'll try Ready? my best. <laughs> Great. Okay. Question number one, what's one of the best piece of business advice advice you have received? Best business advice I have received. Um, uh, don't get funding uh, as keep wait as long as you can before you get funding so at least you can be still the master of your own destiny hmm. yeah it's a good one i can relate to that uh, what book would you recommend to our audience and why uh i really enjoyed um i really enjoyed tuesdays with maury um it was just a, it's just kind of a heartwarming um, book is a bit different to the usual startup and all the sort of tech books but it's just you know a little bit about life and you know just reflecting on you know yeah a little bit about you know you know when you you know when you leave this planet what is the legacy you're going to leave behind and you know what perhaps impact and you know what what, what self-achievements you have made and so forth so that's quite it's been quite interesting great what one attribute or characteristic in your mind of a successful founder uh, one characteristic is uh, determination and grit um, and, and hard work. Yeah, yeah. I, I cannot tell you how many times um, uh, when I have asked this question to my um, guest and they always said, grit, grit. <laughs> <laughs> Tenacity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your favorite personal productivity tool or habit? Uh, favorite person to take tool or habit um i really so i use linux on my machine uh, and i have a thing called window manager called i3 it means mm -hmm. that i don't have to sort of drag and drop my windows to the right size it automatically sizes it for me so that saves me time which you know i can then think about the code and everything is all laid out properly and everything so tiling window manager <laughs> but what is it called uh, so, uh, so the window manager is called i3. Um, it's, it's, it's in a sort of a series what was known as tiling window managers. So um, if you imagine on, on Mac or Windows, you, you know, your window pops up, you have to drag it and you have to put it this side, then you're having to put this side. So yeah. with i3, you literally kind of start up and then it's either full screen or it's on one side. You have a shortcut key and it puts it to that one side and the shortcut key, you can make a window four and you know that you, you don't have to use the mouse basically so that you know uh, minimize having to use the mouse as well is also a good productivity boost i find um, but it's not for everyone you, you have to learn the shortcuts and maybe that comes from a uh, playing computer games <laughs> you know getting that sort of muscle memory of moving things around quickly yeah yeah 
Great, great. Okay, what's a new or a crazy business idea you would like to pursue if you had the time? Uh, new or crazy business idea if I had the time. Um, I'm already working on one. <laughs> um, that's, 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 uh, oh my goodness. Uh, that's, that's the hard one um, because I'm, I'm so in, 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 involved in that sort of AI tech um, business. I would, I would love to actually build um, a mini miniature um, uh, Boston Dynamics robot. So um, imagine, uh, imagine a little robot that you can build at home and then take your old iPhones because everyone has like old iPhones in the, in the house, plug that use the camera in that iPhone to then be the visual compute vision um, and use the Bluetooth in that iPhone to then control a little robot they can have running around the house and then, you know, re recycle all that sort of technology that people, you know, upgraded to build a little robot that can just, you know, run around the house and do things. I think that would be quite, quite fun and sort of at least making use of some old tech that actually is still quite advanced, right? You know, you've got a phone with 3G SIM card, you've got, you know, it could be, you know, it's sort of an interesting way of reusing some of this older technology that's still very capable. Yeah, yeah, great. And the last but not least, what's an interesting or fun fact about you that most people don't know? Um, I am a bit of an adrenaline junkie, I suppose. It's, uh... <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I throw myself out of planes, throw myself off of hills with uh, mountains with paragliders and uh, kite surf and all the kind of stuff my guess is it's like you know you think uh, you think a person who's behind the screen writing code all day they must get out but um, if I can I, I'd love to I, that's some of the things I enjoy doing awesome awesome well Ling, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story and unpacking your last years of building this business and some of the up and down along the way people want to check out AI draw what's the best way to to do that yeah, come check us out. Uh, our website is uh, https aidraw.ai, um, or you can drop me an email, ling at aidraw.ai. Happy to answer any questions. Um, and yeah, well, um, everything is constantly evolving. So just uh, give us a, drop us a note and say hi. Awesome. Do you have a LinkedIn profile? Can people come get in touch yep, with you? I mean, yep, I'm on LinkedIn indeed. Yes, yeah. uh, I can leave you a link perhaps. Um, uh, it's, it's Ling Lingli is my uh, is 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 where I am on LinkedIn, and there's we also have an AI Draw LinkedIn company profile as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, and we're also on all social media. So in TikTok, uh, in TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We've also got a few of our AI videos, early early generations. So, hoping to put some new interesting ones. Um, when we get some when we get some more time indeed indeed well ling thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your inspiring journey and impactful work you're doing through ai draw it's been an absolute brilliant. pleasure having you on sas stories podcast brilliant it's lovely to be here and to be invited thank you so much ash cheers thank you all for tuning into this episode of our po uh, founders podcast i hope you found our conversation with ling insightful and inspiring if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and stay updated on future interviews with proven founders and industry experts. We have a lineup of incredible guests and valuable insights coming your way. Stay inspired, stay motivated, and keep building.